This is episode 271 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we're going to unpack people pleasing for women and its link to diet culture. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food Method. And after a 25-year dieting career that started at the age of 12, I decided to say hell no to diet culture and hell yes to living my life to the fullest in my now body. And I made it my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently, unconditionally right now. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hey, if you're new to the Going Beyond the Food Show, our podcast roadmap has been designed with you in mind. With over 250 episodes available to listen, it can feel overwhelming to know which episode to prioritize for you. The podcast guide answers the top five questions women have when they enter our world of going beyond the food to unlearn diet culture. To get your free copy of our podcast roadmap guide, head over to stephaniedozier.com forward slash roadmap or use the hyperlink in the show notes. I'll see you on the other side. Hello, my sisters. Welcome back. I've decided to revisit the people-pleasing topic. For those who have been a listener of the show for years, you may (laughs) remember about two and a half years ago, I had a podcast called How to Overcome People-Pleasing. In two and a half years, my viewpoint has been upgraded. From the summer of 2018 to now, a lot more has come into my awareness. And being able to update our own point of view is essential in my line of work. And I think for everyone. And for me, the element that has most impacted my point of view on people pleasing and also my clinical approach to people pleasing for the women that I work with and the professional that I train is my much, much deeper understanding of the social justice component of the non-diet approach. I've acquired over the last two and a half years the ability to see the intersection between the various social structure that we have in our society and behavioral pattern that we express, such as people-pleasing, which is very present for many women, specifically the women that come to listen to this podcast, women that come to work with us in our program, even the practitioner that I train in our non-diet approach professional program, even them, quote, they're not perfect. They still present people-pleasing behavioral patterns. So if you are a long-time listener and you listened to that first episode on people-pleasing, call it 1.0, today is going to be people-pleasing 2.0. Now, I could also have titled this podcast, How to Learn to Say No, or even better, How to Learn to Say Yes to Yourself, because that's what happened when you free yourself from people-pleasing behavioral pattern. You say yes to yourself. 
But I choose not to name this podcast how to learn to say no or how to learn to say yes to yourself because many women perceive saying no or saying yes to themselves as, quote, selfish, as something bad, something that women shouldn't do, especially present when women begin their journey away from dieting, away from or out of diet culture. So that's the reason I kept the title People Pleasing 2.0, because I want to reach masses of women. I want you to be able to forward this podcast to your friend, your girlfriend, your cousin, your aunt, who self-identify as people-pleasing person. And I want you to do that. If we collectively get this message out to more women, we will stop oppressing ourselves. Women are oppressing our own gender, our own self, our own sister by maintaining the belief that people-pleasing is actually a good quality. So if you're one of those new listeners that this podcast was sent to, welcome to our world. So let's begin that process of unpacking people-pleasing. People-pleasing first, I want you to know, y'all, I want you to know this. People-pleasing isn't a character trait. It's not a personality trait that we are born with. Instead, people-pleasing are beliefs, are a set of thoughts that we as women are socialized to. More precisely, we aren't socialized or educated to be people-pleaser. We are socialized to be, quote, good girls, If it's the first time for you to hear the concept of socializing to being a good girl, I would suggest that the next podcast you go and listen to is not podcast 272. It's actually podcast 249, where I unpack at a much deeper level the concept of good girls. So I'll assume that you're familiar with the concept of good girls. But in sum, to sum it up, good girls is like a character that we are asked to play as women. And we are asked to play this character from a very young age. As people identifying as women, we are socialized to be polite, modest, quiet, not to argue, not to fight to play within the parameter of society, and most importantly, to fit the norm. That's the character of a good girl. And with that character, we are socialized to believe that we are responsible for other people's perception of us, that other people's perception of us are more valuable than our own opinion of ourselves. So effectively, we become people pleaser. So if you're thinking, hmm, right, well, this is not me, but you're struggling with accepting your own body, your own body size, your own body weight, your own beauty, your own self. If that's you, 
I'm afraid to tell you this, my sister, but you are a people pleaser. Women's relentless pursuit of the thin ideal, the youth beauty, and the unwillingness to accept their body, their beauty, their shape of their body as is, is grounded in our socialization to be good girls and to meet other people's expectations. This is why in great part, most people identify as men aren't affected by body image. They can't even begin to comprehend why as women, why as their wife, as their girlfriend, as their friend, we care so much about what other people think of our body. If you are in a relationship with a person identifying as a man and you've had this conversation about your body image with him or they, you know what I'm talking about. They don't get it because they aren't socialized in the same set of belief as people who are identified as women are socialized to believe. As people identify as women, it is built in our belief system from a tender age of five and six years old that we must care about other people perceive us. Now, here's other ways that people pleasing shows up in your life. You pretend to agree with everyone because you've been trained, you've been socialized not to cause wave. So you go on, on the diet with your girlfriend, on the clans or the plan, even though you know it's not going to work, that it's going to make you feel terrible. This is so common for women entering the world of diet culture free or the non-diet approach or learning intuitive eating. Their thought is, what are people going to say? My friend is going to be upset with me because I'm no longer going to be able to be her diet buddy. Why are we having these thoughts? Because we believe, we have been socialized to believe that we are responsible for how other people feel. If that's you, that's people pleasing. If you believe that you are responsible for other people's emotion, that your action, your thoughts, your being causes other people feeling, you are a people pleaser. You've been trained to believe that. It's not your fault. It's not something's gone wrong with you. You've just been trained, socialized as a woman to believe that you cause other people's feeling when in fact it's absolutely false. No, no, most of you know that I'm a science person, right? That's my training. So when you go into the world of science, and you start digging in the world of neuroscience, it's clear, clear as water. Our thoughts create our emotion. Our emotion produce our action. Our action manifests our reality. So even if other people think you cause their feeling, you don't. They have the thought, she caused my feeling. That's the thought that caused them to feel terrible because they think you caused their feeling when in fact, it's a lie. It's not a fact. Let me illustrate that into another way. Let's take the common struggle of body image. And for many women, we have been trained 
into the world of dieting by our own mother, right? The 70s, the 80s, most of us have had an upbringing in the 80s and the low-fat craze and the aerobic. Most of our mothers have been our teachers of dieting. They've been our teachers of hating our body, not because they told us that our body was bad, because they hated their own body. And we've learned as a young child that as a woman, we must hate our body. So very often when women begin their journey with us, they have a mother who comments on their body. We believe, these women believe that If they accept or tolerate their mom's comment on their body, they will prevent their mom feeling upset or disregarded or ignored. So they go along with their mom commenting on their body. We think that if we tell our mom, or perhaps even our sister, our cousin, our husband to stop commenting on our body, we will create their feeling of being upset. The truth is, If they feel upset, it's because they're thinking she should listen to me and do as I say. And often this thought, I'm trying to avoid her the pain that I feel about my own body. Bam. Because the only people who comment on other people's body are the one who do not accept their own body. They project their own insecurity about their own body on other people. Here's another example. Let's imagine you're sitting at home. You're ruminating about your sister's email inviting you for a family dinner, knowingly that Aunt Mary is going to be there. And Aunt Mary is the one who consistently talks about her latest diet and pushes her latest belief in nutritional science to other people and willingly comment on your own body and particularly about your recent weight gain. We all have one of those, do we? So let's imagine this happening. You know, she's going to be there. You're like, my God, do I have to go? Should I go? And you decide to go. Because you feel uncomfortable, disappointing, quote, causing the feeling of disappointing your sister. Because you know, if you say no, your sister is going to be, quote, feeling disappointed. And that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. You think you're causing your sister's feeling, but you aren't. But here's what you're truly doing. You are lying, You are pretending being excited about your sister's invite, even though you aren't. You are showing up at dinner with anxiety inside of your body, dreading what is going to happen, bearing a fake smile. You aren't doing your sister any good. You aren't showing up at your real self for anyone at the dinner. And then when Aunt Mary finally comments on your weight gain, you're not going to say anything. Why? Because of your own thought about causing her to be upset. You are afraid of thinking your own terrible thoughts about yourself. If you dare to tell her to shut up, 
You're thinking, how terrible of me to cause Aunt Mary to be upset. It's my responsibility to make her happy. Even though 10 minutes after her passing her comment on your body and your weight gain, she's going to feel terrible anyway because of her own thought about her own body. Remember, Aunt Mary is always on a diet. By product, she doesn't accept her own body and she's trying actively to change it. The truth is she has a shitload of intimate, personal, terrible thoughts about her own body. She's causing her own upsetness. What you are doing when you're going to your sister dinner, tolerating other people's comment about your body, your food choices in your life, you are effectively making other people's emotional wellness more important than your own. Even though Aunt Mary is not feeling good about herself anyway. This is why people pleaser are constantly apologizing. That was such a big one for me. I apologize for everything. Even today, after, I don't know, seven years of like pulling myself out of the good girl syndrome, I'm still catching myself writing emails explaining to people why I'm late answering their email. Which, by the way, if you ever write me an email, guaranteed I'm not going to answer you within like 24 to 48 hours. I'm going to be late. But then recently, I even caught myself writing the first line of the email. Hey, so-and-so, I have to apologize. And then I was reading my word. I'm like, gee, still doing it, girl. (laughs) Delete, delete, delete. Why did I do that? Because I was socialized to believe that my needs are not as important as others, that my action and my thought cause other people's feeling. I was socialized, just like you, to believe that my action, my words, cause other people's feelings. And here's where it gets interesting. Just like you, I was taught to believe the opposite truth, which is that other people's words caused my feeling. So if I wanted to feel good, I had to be validated by other people. If I wanted to be happy, I needed other people's acceptance. Hence why I dieted for 25 years, because I was seeking other people's validation and acceptance. And that's why my sister, we chase the thin ideal because we think that when other people validate our body, accepts us and our body, or for those who chase optimum health, we believe that other people's approval of us is going to deliver us happiness because we believe that other people's words cause our feelings. So some of you will need to re-listen to that a couple times. And I know for me, when my teacher taught me that, took a couple times of listening to her words for that to sink in. So I invite you to re-listen to this. But here's the message. Here's the solution. The process of unlearning dieting, of unlearning diet culture, is a form of healing people-pleasing, 
because it does require you to say no to other people's opinion of what you should do. And instead saying yes to what you think you should do. Saying no to dieting and saying yes to nourishing your body with self-care. Saying to what other people think you should eat, aka diet gurus, saying no to that and saying yes to trusting your own body's eating cues, aka intuitive eating. Saying no to needing to be a certain weight and instead saying yes to respecting your body. Because we've been socialized as women to, quote, go along, we don't even question our own desire or expectation about our body. So when we are presented with the thin ideal that patriarchy has created for women, guess what? We go along. Although we have choices to do otherwise, we live in 2020. I mean, we're liberated women. We can choose whatever we want, but we don't even question it. Even if chasing the thin ideal or the perfect health is causing us great suffering, misery, pain, we continue to chase it because we believe that what other people think about our body is more important than what we think we should do. Unlearning diet culture requires us to accept our body, which means we need to prioritize our own opinion of ourselves over opinion of others. This is why many women refuse to accept their body because they aren't willing to value their own opinion, their own thoughts over the one of others. So effectively, when you say no to diets, you say yes to you. So here's four steps. I hate to call them steps, but I don't have another words for it. So here's four things that you need to do to stop being a people pleaser. First of all, recognize that as a woman, it's not your fault. You weren't born a people pleaser. You acquired this behavioral thought pattern because of your socialization. Your attempt at being a good girl is what caused you to behave this way. Move on from wanting to be a good girl to what I call a grown-ass woman, which means step two, stop believing the lie that you cause other people's feelings because it's a lie. Their thoughts cause their feeling. There is nothing you can do to force a feeling on other people. Even the feeling of being pleased, your action, your word, your choice cannot cause other people to be pleased, no matter how much you do or you try. And in return, step three, you need to stop believing the lie that other people cause your feeling. Girl, you need to take responsibility for your own emotion. That comes along with the territory of being an empowered, grown-ass woman. (laughs) Taking responsibility for our own emotion is the most liberating experience. This means that no matter what other people say or think about you, 
It cannot cause any feeling in you. Think about this for a minute. This means that you don't have to feel bad if people comment on your body. You don't. What a freaking empowering state. You choose the way you feel. Taking responsibility for our own emotion means or require that we take responsibility for our own thoughts. And that's step number four. Taking responsibility for our thoughts, for the thoughts we think on a daily basis, on a minute-to-minute-to-hour-to-hour basis. We need to start thinking thoughts that causes us to feel the way we want to feel. Stop waiting for the validation from others. Stop thinking that diet culture will finally come at your door one day, handing you a certificate that your body is good enough, that you've tried hard enough. I'm sorry to say, but it's never going to happen. Diet culture is a system baked in into our culture to keep you as a woman seeking validation that never, ever comes. Diet culture is a system of power to make you feel insecure, behave in people-pleasing pattern your whole life. So we have to stop thinking the thoughts that diet culture tells us we need to think, like thinner is better, younger is more beautiful, all these crappy thoughts. We have the ability to stop thinking them. We have the ability to reprogram our mind away from these thoughts and into diet culture-free thoughts. You know, a thought like, nothing is wrong with me. My body is good. My eating cues are right and valuable. Learn to recognize which thoughts makes you feel good. Take an inventory of your thoughts and ask, do they make me feel good? When I think the thought, I'm too fat, how does that make me feel? When I feel like that, what do I do? What type of action do I take when I feel terrible about my body? And then choose differently. If you need help with this process of getting out of the thoughts that make you feel terrible, take responsibility for your own emotional state. Thinking new thoughts that are going to make you feel better, I would love for you to join us inside of Conquer and Thrive. That's what we do. In the first 30 days that you come into Conquer and Thrive, we give you access to our course called Confident, the self-coaching course. We teach you how to look at your thoughts to see how they make you feel, how your emotion creates your action, and to leave the good girl's thoughts behind, the diet culture thoughts behind, and create empowering grown-ass women thinking, so liberating. That's why it's called Conquer and Thrive. I'd love to help you. So I hope I'll see you in Conquer and Thrive. If not, I love you, my sister, and I'll see you on the next podcast. Hey, you, if you enjoy listening to this show, you have to come and check Conquer and Thrive. 
It's my monthly coaching program that comes with expert courses that will show you exactly how to take this life-changing work and apply it into your own life. We teach you how to change your mindset, eat intuitively, and master body confidence. That you've decided to stop dieting today or years ago, Conquer and Thrive will help you take this knowledge deeper into real-life practices. It comes with access to me as your coach and my team of experts. Join us by simply going to www.stephaniedodzie.com forward slash join. I can't wait to meet you inside our Conquer and Thrive community. I'll see you on the other side.